Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. I'm seeing a huge narrative right now of just wait until the next bull market, be patient and you will succeed. Well, I've got news for you. You don't have to wait around until the next bull market to make it in cryptocurrencies. Even now, in these more bearish market conditions, there are opportunities. In fact, today I'm going to talk about three cryptos that I think are going to pump. All three of these cryptos belong to a wider theme or trend that is developing some momentum in the cryptocurrency markets. So if you're interested in figuring out how to make it in these market conditions, rather than just waiting for the next bull market, please listen until the end of this call. Whilst we don't need to be a slave to the current prices of the cryptocurrency markets in order to make it, it is still of course useful to have a bit of a pulse on what is going on. Unfortunately, BTC find itself trading just below the 17k level, once again, down about 2% on the 24 hour. Yesterday we were in the green, so clearly something has changed here, we'll talk about exactly what that is. Ethereum is down about 3% on the 24 hours, so down a bit more than BTC. This is not a new theme. In fact, for the last few months, we have seen regularly that Ethereum either outperforms BTC, printing bigger gains than BTC, or on the flip side, underperforming BTC, printing bigger losses, which is the scenario we find today. Biggest movers on the 24 hour, the top mover is Synthetics, SNX, up about 6% on the 24 hour keep this crypto in mind, we're going to circle back to it later in this call. As we know, when BTC and Ethereum are down on a certain day, a lot of altcoins follow that trend. We can see that there are a lot of losers on the 24 hour printing about 7 or 5% losses. One of these losers is Dogecoin. Ever since Elon Musk took over crypto Twitter, we have indeed seen that Dogecoin has been really volatile. There's been a lot of hope uh, around what Elon Musk will do with Dogecoin integrating it somehow into Twitter or generally integrating crypto into Twitter. And this has led to a lot of excitement in Dogecoin. And sometimes we see that excitement retrace which might be what we're seeing right now. Now, in terms of why BTC is trading down today, it's likely to do with uh, macro risk factors that we've been experiencing. On Monday, so yesterday, the Institute of Supply Management, commonly known as the ISM's unexpectedly strong November services index, fueled fears anew that the US economy would require the US central bank to administer a longer term dosage of harsh interest rate hikes than had been hoped in mid-November when the consumer price index fell. So in plain English, yesterday and over the weekend, uh, risk assets rallied actually because the overall feeling that was that inflation was getting under control. So the rate at which the economy was growing was getting under control such that at the next FOMC meeting, which is where interest rates are decided, there wouldn't be another aggressive interest rate increase or hike. But the data that came through on Monday on this very important influential ISM data piece showed us that actually there's still a lot of strength in the market. And when there's too much strength in the market or inflation in the market, the typical response is actually to increase interest rates aggressively to combat that excessive growth. So it doesn't really look as sure anymore that at the next FMC meeting, we're going to get that 50 basis point increase rather than the 75 basis point increase, whereby the 50 basis point increase is more favorable for risk assets like crypto and stock. So we've understood what's going on with the charts. What other bit of information do we need until we can 
can open up and look at these three cryptos that might go on to do very well in the cryptocurrency markets. The answer is an awareness of the top headlines in the cryptocurrency news today. That is exactly why we're about to deep dive into the top headlines in the news to set the context we need to understand the three cryptos that have potential. One of the reasons there's cryptos or just generally uh, trends that are still going on to do well in the cryptocurrency market is because there's still conviction behind the cryptocurrency market. In fact, Goldman Sachs has said they see crypto investment opportunities after the FTX fiasco. Goldman Sachs reportedly plans to spend tens of millions of dollars to buy or invest in crypto firms after FTX's demise. We do see some really interesting opportunities priced much more sensibly, digital asset head Matthew McDermott told Reuters. It is a cycle as old as time, whereby we see assets in a certain sector pick up maybe too much, start seeing crazy things in the markets like things really ridiculously priced or projects with no intrinsic value being uh, very expensive just by virtue of being in that market then we usually see a bit of a correction uh, prices go down for a bit they become more sensible more reasonable which is what Goldman Sachs was referring to here and of course after a while they pick up again but of course one problem that we still have to come to grips with in these markets is the fact that there are scams it's quite evident that bad actors have left no stone unturned as legendary metal band Metallica warned fans against crypto giveaway scams right before their highly anticipated launch of its new album 72 seasons let's be as clear as possible Metallica crypto giveaways are scams so look out for that in fact just generally we are seeing a large increase in bots scams sort of computer driven mechanisms in our space most recently, we have OpenAI's release of a new chatbot that seems to be able to do almost anything. ChatGPT is a large-scale language model that was released on November 30th. It is designed to generate human-like text in response to user input, allowing it to engage in conversational dialogue with users. Bots, scammers, all getting smarter, we need to as well to protect ourselves. There's just one more bit of news that I would like to explore with you guys before we go on to those top three cryptos. Vitalik Buterin, co-founder and chief scientist of Ethereum, took to Twitter last week to critique the state of decentralized voting systems such as DAOs. Vitalik argued that these systems are only benefiting whales, such as millionaires and hedge funds, including attackers, at the expense of smaller token holders. Vitalik said that DAOs should promote community governance and that the value of a token should not be tied to its democratic utility and stated that using this as a narrative is pathological. Additionally, he cautioned that tokenized governance may make DAOs susceptible to special interests. He said, as a regular individual, pay $500 to get a 0.0001% chance to influence the outcome of some votes is just not a good trade. Whilst Vitalik's stance is valid, it clashes with that of any DeFi project participants who think that governance token rights are essential for separating DAOs from centralized organizations. Karina Dog of MakerDAO told the defiant the governance tokens allow projects to exercise collective decision making in a transparent and decentralized manner. She continued, this is what makes them different from owning shares. Although, of course, there are some shares which allow voting rights. Beth Haddock, a strategic advisor to Balancer, compared this system to voting in a traditional political system. She argued you either believe your vote counts or you decide you can't make a difference. Both sides of the debate offer valid arguments, however, it is clear that work is still to be done before decentralized voting systems can be considered a viable alternative. Personally, I think that they are a good 
theory, but for that application to be better, there should be uh, more checks and measures in place to make sure that there isn't too much power in one person's hands, perhaps a uh, limit per person or individual or entity of the amount of power they have when it comes to influencing a vote. Right, we are finally in the position to talk about the three cryptos that I think have promise and the wider narrative or industry or trend that they fall in, which is also showing some opportunity. So the three cryptos that I think are looking promising right now fall into the overall wider narrative of RWA. So what's RWA? To some of you, DeFi summer may seem like a distant memory. In fact, since April, the total value locked in decentralized finance protocols has fallen over $120 billion, depreciating almost 75%. The terror collapse did a lot of damage to the crypto industry, but the effects of its fallouts will leave survivors stronger. With Anchor Protocol and its steady 20%-ish APY gone, yield farmers began to ask questions about where protocols were sourcing yields giving birth to the real yield narrative. Any project can offer highly attractive yields to bring users, and many often do. It's easy to pay out rewards if they come in the form of inflationary tokens or those with little intrinsic value. So of course, if your reward is 30,000 ETH Doge SHIB, and you can't sell any of that, or even if you do, you sell it for a very low price, even though it seems like a big reward, it's not actually worth very much. Real Yield describes the DeFi protocols that pay out in tokens with proven value, like BTC, ETH, and USDT. But with the volume of activity in DeFi so low, these opportunities are harder than ever to find. Luckily for DeFi users, another narrative is gaining strength in the bear market and it brings the realest of yields to the table. Real world assets, or RWA, are physical assets and financial primitives in traditional financial avenues and their crypto bound. This means investing channels like commodities and private debt markets are opening up to digital investors. Some RWAs already exist in DeFi bring in crypto number one, Synthetic. And focused and alert listeners might recall that Synthetic was our biggest mover on the 24 hour. Synthetic offers tokens pegged to many different fiat currencies and projects like PAX offer exposure to tokenized gold. Roll out the red carpet for project or crypto number two, Mohash, a new project developing a DeFi protocol providing investors access to yields backed by real world dead assets. Let's pave the way now for crypto number three. We'll spend a bit more time looking at crypto number three. Agricultural commodities are widely viewed as an attractive instrument for portfolio diversification and hedging against inflation. And now LandX is bringing this asset class to crypto native investors. LandX is a protocol that connects real world farmers with digital asset investors. It has a compelling use case and is currently in its final testing phase before launching in 2023. When farmers need to borrow capital, their options are limited. Traditional loans often come with predatory lending terms and some farmers are in locations inaccessible to conditional lending methods. Landex loans farmers capital using their farmland as collateral. These loans aren't paid back with fiat, they're paid back in whatever commodity the farmer produces. 
Crypto investors will be able to buy tokens representing these real-world assets that produce a yield directly linked to the commodity itself. So, there is no time like the present to get familiar with what may be a dominant trend in DeFi when the bull market re-emerges, and what better way than to test an early project, earning the potential to qualify for a future airdrop. So, to get started, you want to head over to LandX's webpage. Once there, entering an eligible Ethereum wallet address will grant approval for engaging the protocol. All that's left to do is wait for access to be granted. The launch is divided into stages, giving active community members earlier access. You can read more about this final testing stage in Landex's Discord server. Once this final dress rehearsal is underway, Landex has plans to launch a trading competition with a USDC prize for the top performers. So, how do we conclude what we've learned so far? We've learned that real-world assets are an interesting method of portfolio diversification and that they are a trend or area of the crypto markets that are picking up, providing exposure to areas like commodities and private debt markets. There are cryptos, three that we spoke about today, Synthetic, Mohash and LandX, that are developing in this area or ecosystem, be that through providing access to private debt markets or to commodities. Right now in the bear market is a great time to educate yourself on new areas of the market such as this one. If these areas really pick up and kick off, so too will some of the hottest projects in their ecosystem such as the ones we've mentioned just now. What this does not mean is to rush over and buy these cryptos. It means do your own due diligence, do your own research into whether this area of the market is even interesting to you, and then whether these cryptos are even interesting to you. Right now as a bear market, conditions are a lot more volatile, you should not invest any capital that you are not prepared to lose. Nothing we provide on this channel is financial advice, this is for educational purposes only. But for now, das vidanya, goodbye in Russian, and I'll speak to you tomorrow.